Blog Talk Radio. studio it is a wednesday night it is hump day i am so glad to have this opportunity not only briefly getting my co-host mario in the studio but the return of jay spearman to talk nba again on this wednesday night looking forward to it. a lot to talk about a lot of topics i'm so very excited about having both these guys join me and be in the studio today and talk the NBA before we get into that real quick. One, make sure you guys go over to www.110nationsportsradionetwork.com. Catch everything there. All the shows, all the blogs, all the videos, all the show schedules, marketing partners, you name it, it is there. Check it out. It also has all the tabs to all the different platforms you can catch the 110 Nation uh, Sports Radio Network uh, shows on. The uh, Race Chat Live, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Um, the 110 Nation Sports Show right here, Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Um, so make sure you guys go over there, click on the tabs, um, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Podchaser, YouTube, Spreaker, uh, you pretty much name it, um, Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, Podcast Addicts, Podchasers, um, amongst many different ways to catch all the shows here. Just search the 110 Nation or just use the tab, take you over there, and then follow the show, like the show, whatever you do on the uh, apps um, to be able to keep up with the shows. Also, make sure you guys catch our videos. We have a bunch of videos on the 110 Nation. Sports Radio Network um, YouTube page, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you go and subscribe to it. Help us continue to build um, our our brand, our name, um, and eventually be able to hopefully kind of pay for some of this stuff. We've been doing this for 12 years. Um, as years go, it's gotten to be more and more expensive. I don't want to bore you with the details of what it costs to run this, this entire network that comes straight out of pocket. Um, just subscribe. That's all we ask. Catch the videos. That way we can help build our network to uh, um, eventually at least just be able to support ourselves and not have to come out of pocket every single month. Um, like I said, it gets it gets to be uh, expensive um, every single month. Uh, so help us out. Just all we're asking is just go subscribe, catch the videos. Um, 
There's short ones, there's long ones. Um, I'm looking at right now, six minute, one minute, two hours, eight minutes, nine minutes, 24 minutes. A little bit of everything for everybody over there, and we're working on more content. I have um, a weekly show that comes out. There's only one nation. It's talking about the things going on behind the scene. We got a great one for you guys that we'll have out this Saturday. We, they come out every Saturday. Um, as uh, Mario was at a USFL football game, I was at the Hot Wheels Monster Jam uh, Glow Party. Um, just a lot of things that are going on behind the scene. I believe Taz Taylor over at Race Chat Live is going to be sending a video um, showing what goes on behind, behind the, the scenes for the uh, the NASCAR pool that we got. Um, so make sure you guys check those out as well. All right, let me go ahead and get uh, Mario in the studio first. Mario, first of all, how are you doing? Second of all, let them know how they can find Carolina Sports Plus, the building, the website, Facebook, wherever you need them to get to uh, find you. Let them know how to. Hey, what's going on? It's Wednesday night. I'm glad to be here today. Uh, you can catch us, uh, Carolina Sports Plus, our our store location at 1318 Highway 4-1 Business in Rayford, North Carolina. You can catch us online at carolinasportsplus.com. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Plus. We're currently working on our YouTube video, our YouTube channel as well, so like that also. But like I say, we got good, good, a lot of good things going on. Got shoe raffle and things like that. But I'm glad to be back talking all NBA talk today with Jay. Most definitely, most definitely, and without any delay, let's go ahead and get Jay in the studio. Jay, how are you doing tonight? Uh, look, I don't got all the accolades y'all got going on. You got your show running. <laughs> you got the business up and going. I'm just a regular cat up here in Detroit, man, trying to make ends meet. Oh, man, I was just in Detroit. Yeah, you know what? I saw that, man. He was actually at uh, Fort Field. I mean, not Fort Field. He was at Comerica Park. Yeah, I was at Fort Field. I was at Comerica Park. I went to the Tigers game, went to the US, USFL game. Oh, man, I would definitely check you out. Man, you should have said something, man. I could have swung through and said, what up to you? I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not too far from downtown Detroit, so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know now. Yeah. For sure, for That's all right. Don't feel bad at all, Jay. You know, um, um, what two a month ago I came to North Carolina. I came and seen, I came and seen Mario and you know Ohio's in between North Carolina and Michigan and I, I didn't I didn't even know until you was there. So you know, <laughs> don't go back. No, I flew. I flew. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't do the driving thing. I, that's that's not. I want to drove. That's not I don't me. I want to drove. It's it's yeah. It's a long haul to, from here to uh, Michigan. Uh, we went to uh, Lake Erie and all that for our anniversary back last July. So I, I know that's a, just a haul from Dayton um, to even the border. So I can imagine. So I, I just got to give you a hard time. I didn't figure you drove. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to say. Uh, we got a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Go ahead. I was about to say, Mario, I, I love to drive down from uh, Michigan to North Carolina. Um, I go down there at least like uh, once or two times a year. Um, I'm simply finding myself in, like, Charlotte, but that's about an eight-, nine-hour drive uh, from uh, Michigan. It's not that bad to me. Yeah. 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 How, you, how, how are you driving? Because it takes almost seven and a half, eight hours just from Dayton. Either, A, you, you go extremely fast, because I don't go more than about five miles over speed limit. I learned at a young age the tickets ain't worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. there's a quicker route coming down to Michigan, because I, I go down 77. Um, 
I cut across through uh, 33 down to 77 to go down North Carolina. Which way do you go that you get there in about the same amount of time as I do coming from Dayton? Well, you got to remember, uh, almost 80% of that time is just driving through Ohio. Ohio, uh, the drive from Michigan through Ohio is about five hours. Once you get past that part, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, uh, most of my route is 94 straight out. Um, I think at some point it cuts over to, like, a, like, like a 275. I don't remember all the freeways. But I do know that it pushes me through um, Virginia to West Virginia and then down to uh, North Carolina from there. Well, maybe one of these times. I will be back in North Carolina a month from today, two week, the second weekend of the month. Uh, I'll be there June 9th, the 9th, 10th, and come back on the 11th. Um, so, uh, But we all need to uh, definitely catch up sometime. Um, in North Carolina, since uh, that seems to be the stomping ground for everybody. I love to go to Charlotte, love to Charlotte. I've been to the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame. I've been to the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, I've been to a couple. I've been to the mall in Charlotte, a club in Charlotte, and there's a couple other things in Charlotte I've been to, um, beautiful city. But um, we got some NBA to talk about, and it will not include the Charlotte Hornets. Um, <laughs> they don't make the play- They don't make the playoffs. Um, but... Uh, we got we got, we got some uh, interesting series going on. Um, first one we'll jump into. It, two of them really to me are on really the hot topic list, and two of them are kind of I mean other than Jimmy playoff Jimmy we we we're going we're going to tag hashtag that it's going to have to stay playoff Jimmy. Um, outside of Jimmy Butler, there's really not much to talk about in the Miami New York. Uh, we got some things to talk about, but it's just not. Other than Jimmy Butler, there's not a lot going on there. Um, and the uh, the uh, Philadelphia and Boston series, there's like, some excitement there, but there's nothing like what happened in Denver and, of course, the whole LeBron-Golden State uh, uh, 3-1 series. That is probably the hottest topic because um, for some reason there was the possibility that uh, Steph Curry could replace LeBron James in the Mount Rushmore of all-time great, um, and I think we're, we're we're ready to put that conversation to an end. And uh, unfortunately, the whole LeBron and Jordan conversation and go is going to be a whole thing again, especially if the Lakers continue on. Um, so let's jump into um, the Lakers and Golden State. Um, Golden State's up three-one. They play tonight, ten o'clock. Lakers have a chance, really, in their best interest to go ahead and finish this off tonight so they can get um, some rest. Um, the big the big topic of the Lakers is LeBron James. And I, I think it's funny how, one, Draymond Green has been very vocal on his podcast, how – how LeBron has been playing is just weird to him. And talk about after the last game, Curry and him having that same discussion during the game, how LeBron's play style is different and it's weird and it's, it's I guess, kind of confusing to them. Um, I'm going to let Jay take the lead on this. I have my thoughts. I know Mario's got his thoughts. Jay, what are your thoughts about how LeBron is playing um, his playing style in these playoffs um, this year? Well, I mean, a lot of people are giving him this real, like, pushback on him not being, you know, the dominant LeBron James of old. Even though we still all remember how old this guy, like 37, 38 years old, this man is playing, playing within his means. He's playing very disciplined basketball. 
I would say, and this is coming, and mind you, this is coming from a non-LeBron James fan. They repeat that. I'm not a LeBron James like fan. It's never been a part of the Bulls. Me and Jason, you already know, like we've talked about this for years, not necessarily my goal. However, the one thing that showed me everything about that man's mental, if you remember during the Memphis series, even with the spats between him and Dylan Brooks, how controlled, how disciplined, how mature he maintained throughout that series. Right now you're just seeing an extension of that. You understand that you've got to play 48 minutes with uh, Golden State if you plan to beat them. And that doesn't mean 48, uh, 48 uh, minutes going 100% speed. So understanding that, that's where we're starting to see a little bit more of a passive LeBron. Let's get the uh, young guys involved. But let's let Lonnie Walker do his thing, which he did an excellent uh, job of uh, um, what he did uh, last game in the fourth quarter, 15 points, knocked it out. People forget that Lonnie Walker exists because you got LeBron James. However, when you allow guys like that to shine, it brings a different dynamic to this team. Um I'm still rocking with my guys. I know we haven't asked this question for sure. I'm still rocking with my guys. Golden State in seven. You have to prove something different to me. But, <laughs> you know, like LeBron mm-hmm. is playing. He's playing MVP caliber basketball. He's playing, you know, GOAT conversation basketball. Mario, your thoughts. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree. But with him averaging 22 points and 12 rebounds and close to five assists, in the playoffs, that's that's solid number. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think he's he's leaning on AD a lot. It, to me, if AD plays a good game, then uh, the Lakers will win. But as far as LeBron James, he's very smart. Just like how he called out the last play of Draymond Green's turnover, that was yes. that's, that's repetition. You know, what I mean, that's repetition. Looking at film study, noticing the plays that they that they got ran on him before, you know what I mean? So that's 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 very good IQ. And he's definitely playing he's definitely playing a lot of minutes, you know, just just like last game. In the fourth quarter he only sat down thirteen seconds. You know, so obviously he has to preserve his energy, you know, pick his spot, when to drive, mm-hmm. when to go for when when to go for a big block, when to go for a big rebound, because that's it takes a lot of energy. And at his age mm-hmm. and how long he's been in the league, you can definitely tell that he he got his mental and his physical game up to par. Like like Jay, I'm not I'm not a LeBron James fan. Far from close from it. You know what I mean? But but as far as how he's running, I I like how things are going. Anybody that's ever listened to me knows that I'm not I'm starting to become more of a fan of Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns, but I am not a fan per se of any particular player. I am a Cleveland Cavalier. I'm a Cleveland Brown. Um, I'm a Columbus Blue Jacket. I used to have the Indians. We don't have the Indians no more, so I'm just a Dayton Dragon at this point. Um, The high affiliation of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, But So I'm not a LeBron fan per se because – He's on the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. If he's on the Cavaliers, I cheer for him. But not, I don't care anything. Um, so with that being said, one, all the haters out there just need to shut up. <laughs> uh, this man is, at, at this point, one, has got a team around him that he doesn't have to play like he did maybe the 07 run championship run or was not championship run, but NBA finals run where they lost to the Spurs and carry, had to carry the whole team. 
Um, he's got a team around him that every other night to this point, I, I think it was back-to-back nights that AD actually played good, but it seems like every other night AD mm-hmm. plays good. And then it seems like one player out of each – one player each night shows up. If it be um, – uh, oh, joy, I'm drawing a blank. I know Walker one night, D'Angelo Russell one night, um, mm-hmm. was Reeves the, the, uh, showed up mm-hmm. one night. Um, you, you got different players that kind of step in and, and kind of care, help carry some of the weight. Um, at 20 years in the league, there, there's no reason that if you're winning – and you're getting everybody involved in the game, and there is a rhythm, there is no reason that he needs to play any other style than what he's playing. Now, mm-hmm. I promise you, and, and the haters out there better not get twisted, if, we, if the Lakers find themselves in a predicament and LeBron feels that he needs to take over, he's going to take over. And I feel he is coasting as long as three one lead as the Lakers are winning and playing the way they are and there's no serious threat. I, I'm not I don't want to use the word necessarily coasting, but he's not overexerting himself. He's not using all his energy. In case the series does go seven games, or in case the game is close and he's got to play hard minutes, not okay, distri- distributing minutes. Um, we see he's not carrying the ball down as much as he used to. He, he's, he's playing the minutes, but he's not using the physical energy in those minutes that he once had to um, do on other teams. I think it's genius. Um, I, I honestly think if he would have been able to do this or would have done this more throughout his career, we wouldn't be having this conversation because he probably would be going hard right now. Um, but I, I think he knows that his body – can only handle so much. It's an every-other-night kind of schedule, so it wears on him. Um, and he is, he is using he's using his basketball IQ versus using his basketball physique that God blessed him with. Um, I, I'd give anything to have the body he has at the age he has. Um, and I don't know any grown man that would not like to be in the shape he has and be able to do things he does, um, even the haters. You, you can hate all you want, but – if you if you wake, wake up tomorrow and be in his shape at damn near forty years old, you would you'd be you'd be glad to. Um, so I I like what LeBron's doing. I, I don't understand why it's so weird to Draymond Green and Curry. Yes, it's different, but I, I don't know why it's so weird and confusing to them. Like LeBron's got the team this year. He's got a team that he doesn't have to do everything. He can distribute until a point that he has to step in. And it's not like he ain't – I mean, we had, what, a run down block or whatever, and then he ended up running all the way basically to the locker room. Um, so it's not like he's not doing anything, and he's not, he's not putting the effort forward when he needs to, but he's pacing himself. This is, what, four rounds of playoffs. You've you got to win 16 games to be a champion. Why is not a sprint? It's a marathon. Um, I like what he's doing. I think he's uh, doing a phenomenal job. Speaking of some of the supporting cast, I'll start with you, Mario. Um, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, earlier in the year was a starter, lost more minutes, more minutes, more minutes, eventually was not playing. Um, the other night he had an opportunity to play. Um, he uh, definitely showed every everybody that uh, he deserves to be having more um, more time on the court. What was your thoughts of uh, Walker the fourth there? Uh, my thoughts are he stayed ready. You know, it, it all started yes. with the momentum minutes early in the series, you know, the garbage time minutes. 
And then game game three, he played a little bit more minutes. So obviously, coach coach has coach has a little knife in his back pocket. You know what I mean? So and he and he definitely knows it. But with him scoring all his fifteen points in the fourth quarter, going six for nine in field goals, that's that's good money. That's good money. You know, fourth quarter coming 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 off the bench, playing good minutes, hitting big shots over Curry. And uh, I want to see if he can do it again. I'm pretty sure he's going to get more playing time. A little bit more tonight. You're gonna to see probably gonna see him a little bit more during the beginning of the game, but it's all about staying ready, being professional. You know what I mean? When your name is called, let's rock and roll and uh do your job. Jay. You wanna know what's funny? So Ronnie Walker, I know I covered him a little bit earlier today, but I did, I definitely want to touch on him as kind of like that X factor uh for the Lakers. You know, people forget that you know, Lonnie Walker in San Antonio, you know, even as an up-and-coming player, like, he had a whole lot of potential. He was averaging a little bit less than 10 points a game, but he still showed all of the intangibles. You fast-forward to the beginning of this mm-hmm. season and the first, like, 20 games, you start talking about the Lakers. The first person they start talking about is, guess who? Lonnie Walker. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's performing. He's, he's, he's their knight in shiny armor. So, I mean, I, I can't really get too deep on why he ended up towards uh, the end of the bench, possibly not being in the rotation for the Lakers. But I wouldn't necessarily call this dude like, you know, like an um, unlikely hero for the Lakers. He did exactly what they paid him to do. Mm-hmm. Get open shots, go crazy, do what he's supposed to do. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's all you can ask out of him. Um, another guy that I was really impressed with, you know, um, even at the last game was definitely, uh, I mean, even D'Angelo Russell. Um, showed me a whole lot of intangible. Yep. Showed me he still has like a hunger there. Um, you know, this team is going to live and die off of AD. You know, LeBron is always going to be LeBron, but AD is going to be you know what carries his team. You have nobody in the league, and this is going to be a hot topic that can stop a MVP caliber Anthony Davis. I mean, when that man is a hundred percent, he's he's one of the most unstoppable players in the league. So, you know, these guys are gonna have to ride on him. Um, like I said, like I don't want to, I don't want to. I'm, I don't like too much commenting on bias picks, but I'm really, really a go to state fan. So I don't want to do too much like talking about this and like you know like like put like, like, some bad juju on my boys. But we'll see after tomorrow exactly what this series looks like. Um, and kind of like go from there, and then I can start talking to you more, even more about who's the real hero of the Lakers. Um, I was definitely impressed. I agree um, with uh, Mario. Definitely stayed ready, um, and, and that's great. It, it is glad to see he didn't get discouraged. He didn't, you know, I'm never going to play again. All these people in front of me, I keep getting bumped down to the end of the bench. He stayed ready. He got his opportunity. I also agree with Mario. There's a good chance we will see more of um, – um, Walker tonight, especially being up three to one. Um, not that the Lakers want to let up, but I think this is an opportunity to. You're up three to one. If you lose one, it's not the end of the world. Um, you're back at. Uh, they're back at home, right? They're back at LA. No, they're in Golden State. So I mean, there's, there's a chance at being in Golden State that you're you might not win this one. Golden State might show up to play. I would play more of them. One that gives you an opportunity to see is he is he a good fit in this playoff run to have more minutes to kind of spread out the play time so you have fresh legs all the time. Um, 
but also um, you, Lakers are obviously going to see it was this just a one one and done in the playoffs, or you know is is Walker ready to um, be part of this playoff run, especially as you go into the next series and then into the finals. Um, you you kind of want to know where all your your players are physically, mentally, and are they ready for this stage? Um, so I, I definitely. Uh, um, like what uh, we saw out of Walker, and I would not be surprised as well if we see more of Walker in this game, especially a game that if you lose, you're coming back home um, and, and playing game six, and more likely if you don't wrap it up tonight, you're wrapping it up in L.A. Um, I, I like that opportunity for Walker. Um, Next big topic when it comes to this, uh, and probably the last topic when it comes to the, the Lakers and Golden State, is this the end of the Warrior dynasty? If the Warriors lose, um, if the Warriors lose this series, is Draymond Green going to be there next year? Um, I think Clay Thompson's got one more year on his contract. Um, you overpaid for Jordan Poole. Um, all these different factors um, that is going on and age and everything else that's playing into factor. Are we seeing? Are we starting to see the end of this Warrior dynasty? Um, Jay, since uh, you're you're you on those Warriors, what's your thoughts? Are, are we seeing mm-hmm. the end of the dynasty? Um, is there a chance that uh, the momentum changes throughout the series, or at least even if they don't win the series, that we see them maybe add a couple pieces, keep the keep the band together, and try to continue this? And it's funny we say this, but the Warriors just came off a championship, um, but. Mm-hmm. It's like people got short-term memory. It's like, okay, last year champion, this year the dynasty's over. Um, four, four championships in this run um, since, what, 2015. So, what, four championships mm-hmm. in eight years. Uh, pretty hell of a run, first mm-hmm. of all. Um, second of all, they're, they're, people are questioning whether this is over already, even though they're, they're the defending champs. What's your thought, Jay? Man, you know what? And I'm – I thought she was gonna to try to. I thought she was gonna be some shots fired in there, uh, Jason. So I'm happy you kind of like cleaned all up. I thought you had some uh, real disrespectful things to say about these boys. Let me remind you, you hit the nail on the head about something. People have short-term memory loss when it comes to Golden State because that's not even talk about the championship. Let's talk about the year before that where they didn't even make the playoffs. Let's talk about the year before uh, where they uh, they uh, lost the play-in. Let's talk about the year before that where they actually was a lottery team. They ended up with James Wiseman. How do I know about that? Because the Pistons got James Wiseman right now. They ended up with a guy that they didn't even need because they were just that bad and preparing for Klay Thompson to come back. Let's remind ourselves of this. Klay Thompson has been extremely inconsistent this season. I think we can all agree on that, as has been Draymond Green, as has been Jordan Poole. And this team has still – oh, um, Andrew Wiggins has been, by the way, almost non-existent, and this team has still made it this far. I don't believe the dynasty is dead for any stay. You just have a team who's very much prepared for a Golden State. You have to remember, LeBron has played Golden State how many times out of those uh, uh, four uh, championships? What, three of them? So, you know, if there's anybody who knows like their game plan, it's going to be a guy like that. Um, I think, honestly, win or lose, uh, um, Draymond Green is gone. Win or lose, Draymond Green is not resigning. I, I – I just can't see it in my system. I can't see them wanting to maintain a guy like that when he's on the tail end of his career. He's extremely inconsistent. Um, one of my uh, uh, um, little brother actually uh, texted me something a little bit early today talking about he's just a guy who's going to end up poking a bear 
uh, moving forward. He's going to be like another like Dylan Brooks. It's about that time for Draymond Green to start considering other opportunities. And I think he's doing an excellent job of what he has right now. I just don't think that he's that go-to scorer, that go-to factor in Golden State that he used to be. Then there's Jordan Poole. And that mm-hmm. is some of the most disappointment that I've seen watching a game <laughs> that I can recall in a long, mm-hmm. long time. He disappointed me as a Golden State fan. He disappointed me as a U of M alumni. Jordan Poole deserves to be traded after the end of the season just based on this playoff performance. If, they, if, if, if Memphis can get rid of Dylan Brooks, then I think that Golden State should make an example out of Jordan Poole. It's like, man, this is some of the tr- most trash basketball we've seen. And at a moment, at a moment in a pencil where we need him to show up, that's an important thing. But the reason why this dynasty still can hold on is because, you know, Steph Curry is still going to play MVP caliber basketball as we see him do. Clay Thompson, when he's effective, is extremely effective. And then you got to also remember they got a young core, really young talented guys that can still carry the mantle for them. You still got your John Vicamina. You still got your Moses Moody, who's been kind of getting spot numbers. You still got your Gary Payton, who's playing so hard he's throwing up in his mouth, literally. <laughs> Like uh, like uh, um, just uh, just last game, um, you have a core Kevin Looney. You have a core of guys who can still carry the mantle. Now I don't think that they're going to be the all fearing you know Golden State of old that we remember them as. However, they still got something left in the tank. Mario. Oh. It all depends how, how things go. You know what I mean? I, I kind of feel like, you know, can can first off I want to say, can Curry do what LeBron James, you know what I mean, did to him? You know? So that's going to be the kind of the interesting thing as far as tonight, the next game, and hopefully they can get back to a game seven. But if they don't, if they don't, is the dynasty over? I would Clay... With Clay getting older, you know what I mean. He he kind of he has to get he has to really get going for him to to make an impact on the game. You know what I mean. If he has one of them nights where he's just shooting here, shooting there, and not really having spat, splash plays, you know, like the Flash Brothers with Draymond Green on his last leg and hurting the team as far as you know the, the physical things that happen with Jordan Poole and locker room talk. You know the podcast right after games and the stomping and things like that. You know you, you only you can only take so much as a team at and as an organization. Then you hear leaks about the the starting lineup. You know what I mean? As far as the coaching staff, who who leaks this, who leaks that. Then you go to Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole being inconsistent. You know, it's just a lot. It feels like you know, even though they're the last year's champs and things are going, you know that. They have a, still have a chance to win. It's not over. It's close, but it's not over. I think it's time to 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 top it up a little bit. You know, you still got you still got good tires on Wiggins. Curry's gonna be there. Looney is gonna be there. You know, they want to see what they can do with Kaminga coming off the bench. See if he can develop. I think a big mistake they they did make was uh, trading Wiseman. You know, the more you think about it. You know, especially with AD and his size, you know, that played a big factor. You know, you you kind of forget about it just because, you know, he's been going in Detroit. But that definitely – it's definitely playing a factor now because they don't they don't have no big. So that that would be a definitely an issue. But Draymond Green, even though he doesn't score, 
you know, with the wild plays, he does set up the offense a little bit. But now with Steph Curry bringing up the ball and pick and rolls, there's really not an action for Draymond Green if he's not cutting to the basket because he can't shoot that well. So would I break it up if we lost? Yeah, especially if we get blown out. Now, if we lose by one, you know what I mean, there's a good vibe. But I think Draymond Green is gone. If I was the GM and the coach in the locker room, I think Draymond Green would be gone for starters. But is the dynasty over? I don't know. It's still up. It's still up for debate. They just won last year. You know what I mean? Is I can't. Maybe I can't go back to back. You know what I mean? I can't. Maybe next year. But we'll see. I I agree. Um. I well, I I agree that the dynasty part ain't over. Um, Draymond Green, regardless of your opinion of him, was a key piece of these four championships that they have. Without mm-hmm. Draymond Green, it wasn't happening. I Golden yeah. State, yes, has a hard decision to make in this off season whether or not he is going to be part of the the team moving forward. I honestly would be shocked if they if they don't bring him back, if he is not part of this team moving forward. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, without without him, they don't, they don't have these rings. As good as um, um, Steph Curry is, um, how, how, no, as good as Clay Thompson was, um, as, as good as some of those pieces, um, you, you figure Agar Aller, or how the hell you say his name, was MVP, um, uh, with the first run, um, you had a couple other pieces that were key factors of the, this run. But um, even as good as everybody was without Draymond Green, I, I don't think they get four. They they might have got one somewhere, mm-hmm. maybe even two. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see the run they have. So I would be shocked. Um, yes, it's kind of one of those things that you kind of <sighs> – it's a it's a tough it's a tough move uh, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day there's times that he costs you there's times he gets suspended for stupid stuff there there's times that he 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 causes the the distractions that are not necessary but I, I just can't see at the end of the day them not moving forward for the dynasty being over no I I, I don't have short term memory I I know all you got to do I I feel that they yes have a bad contract with Jordan Poole um, I think that is going to be an issue that they're going to have to figure out uh, moving forward because there's no way that you can continue to build get the pieces you need around him and have ridiculous contracts. Um, I, I honestly believe if he doesn't live up to this contract, at least in this next season, that they may trade or cut their loss or something so they can bring in other pieces. I can't just see you continue paying all this money uh, to players that are not living up to the overpriced price tag you put on him. Um, but, mm-hmm. no, I don't think the dynasty's over. I don't think that Draymond goes anywhere. I think in this offseason they regroup. They they, they really have a, a, a sit-down look. You know, we ain't getting no younger. This has been a hell of a run. We'd like to get another championship or two before we all, you know, walk away from this. 
let's let's get on the same game plan. Let's let's get some pieces around us that uh, are going to help um, ease this a little bit for us. So it's not dependent on Draymond's passing and defense. It's not live or die by Steph Curry's three pointers or Clay Thompson's three pointers. And uh, let's 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 make another run at this. Um, next one that is a big hot topic, of course, is the uh, Denver. Um, Phoenix series was three or two two. I believe Denver uh, Denver won last night. They're up three two now. Um, but more so, uh, a couple topics out of it is one. Joe Joe Kick is how you say it. I, I jack his name up every time. Um, is that how it, is, is that how it's pronounced? Is Joe Kick? Jokic. Close enough for yeah. yeah close enough for me. Okay. <laughs> um. Of course, there was controversy whether or not he was going to get suspended or not. He only got a $25,000 fine when he – I don't even like to use the word push because he didn't push. He kind of took his elbow and kind of nudged the owner of the Phoenix Suns. He looked at him. I don't know if he knew that was the owner or not. He just knows somebody was touching him, and it was not an NBA player. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if every player knows what every owner looks like, so that is here and or there. Um, and the own the Phoenix owner did uh, a flop, did a pull to James Harden, LeBron James, you can name whatever player you want to name that's good at flopping, and flopped, um, and which drew a technical foul, drew a $25,000 fine. Um, I wish they would rescind the technical foul. I wish that he wouldn't have got fined. Um, out of good sportsmanship, though, the next game, before the game, you watched in a video, I shared it, um, where he walked over to the owner of the Phoenix Suns, gave him the ball, they hugged. It's it's bygones be bygones. Um, I just, if it was a straight-up push, even though he was touched first, I would still agree with the technical and and maybe even the fine as well. Um, but it wasn't even really a straight-up push. It was kind of a yo, get off me, kind of just barely moved out. It wasn't even like he threw in a bow. It wasn't, it wasn't ludicrous, though, them bows. It was kind of just a little mm-hmm. little kind of nudge. Um, I'm not big on the call. I'm not big on the fine. I, I understand that you can't have players pushing fans and everything else, but also at the same time, fans can't be holding the ball, and that's what he was ultimately doing was holding the ball, trying to give time for his player to get back up. Um, you can't be, you know, putting your hands on the players. Uh, so at, at, at the same token, there, there's got to be protection for the players as well. We don't need to have another uh, another incident like we did with Indiana and Malice in the Palace and all that. Um, Mario, your thoughts on it? Uh, it's just something I feel like, you know, even just that situation, it's kind of like not a big deal, you know, kind of like move on. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. He's sorry. And, uh, you know, no big deal. Sweep underneath the rug. But as far as the game itself between Denver, between Denver and the Suns, it's, uh, it's a dogfight on the on the Suns' end. Just because that that bench, that bench and that firepower once you get once you get Booker and and KD, you know, not I won't say under control cuz Booker been balling this whole series. But I'm just saying just enough where if he misses we can grab a rebound and he comes back and and hopefully he misses again or two times out the last four and I get two buckets out the three, you know what I mean? 
you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep up that way, just with simple math. And I think they found something with uh, with Gordon, with Gordon Garden Durant, and then and then Gordon Garden Booker. You know, just wearing them down a little bit. But with the Suns, they just don't got enough firepower. Pain, pain ain't up to the par, and and Ross. I want to see. I want to see Denver do good, but it's just. It's just hard with Phoenix, just because they 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 just don't got the the oomph behind them. You know, hopefully with Chris Paul, they say Chris Paul supposed to be coming back. Hopefully, you know he can he can hobble out there, make some good mid range shots, and and settle down the offense in general. You know, know when to pick his spots to to use that leg and run, and, and know when to just back it out. But Denver's deep. We can all see that they got they got good role players. They got they got players that know their position, things that they need to do. Maybe next year, as far as the Suns, but it's just hard to give up on the Suns when you got Kevin Durant and Booker on the same team. So, you know, anything's possible. Like Kevin Durant said, we're, we're about to find out. But as far as the Joker and the owner, that's that's nothing. You know, that's over and done with. Jack, your thoughts on it? Yeah, man. So, um, first of all, it's been ruled out, uh, ruled that uh, Chris Brown, not Chris Brown, <laughs> Chris Paul, <laughs> actually, uh, <laughs> he's actually out uh, for today's game. Like he's 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 not coming in, so he's not playing tonight. So they're gonna run Cameron Payne oh, back into the starting now. Oh, oh he ain't playing. He ain't playing tomorrow. I didn't know that. Nope, 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 nope. So they're gonna run with Cameron Payne again. Um, it's gonna be Cameron Payne, D Book. Um, I forgot who's that uh, Okoji uh, guy uh, running the three, KD, and then Aiden. They, they're going to run with that starting five, and that's fine. Um, you know, I still think that this team can very much still win the series by hands like down. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, let's talk about this whole, like, pushing situation. All right? Now, I, the moment it happened, I, got, I want you guys to remember, I used to work for UWM. So I used to work for Matt Ishbia. Met the guy plenty of times. I met the guy sitting next to him, uh, Anthony Frederick, the guy who was wearing the uh, powder blue polo. He's actually my he's actually my former senior vice president of uh, sales and marketing. Desmond Smith, who was actually the uh, gentleman to the far end that was not Isaiah Thomas, met him as well. All those gentlemen, if you've met them in person, some of the coolest guys, most genuine guys you've ever met. Um, however, in the middle of playoff basketball, in the spur of the moment, shows everybody's true colors, right? So, mm-hmm. not trying to, not trying to really round the wave here, man. But I knew <laughs> what Ishby was trying to do. I understood what Ishby was trying to do. I just don't think that <laughs> you really want to poke the bear. I've used that analogy a couple of times today. Let's just roll with that one. You don't necessarily want to poke the bear in the middle of a, mm-hmm. you know, like playoff series as yeah. potentially volatile as the Denver and Phoenix uh, game is. First of all, this is a game to where, um, like, Jokic put up a historic performance, dropped 50. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like, like he's, he's, in the, he's in the game, he's in the mode, he's, he's, he's doing his thing. Now, if you're going to go for a loose ball and try to antagonize like a star player, I guess the way Ishbia did it is the way you're supposed to do it. You get pushed, you sell it, you know, oh, he hurt me, you know what I'm saying, let him get fine. You know, he's trying to look out for his team. As a former UWM employee, um, I respect that. Coming from a guy who knows that Matt Ishbia is a former Michigan State Spartan, 
I can respect that just off of the sportsmanship alone. Um, I don't necessarily think it was the right move. I personally don't even think uh, Jokic uh, deserved to even get fired for the situation because mm-hmm. it wasn't an aggressive push. <clears throat> no, it'd be one of those things like I said, he mushed his face and uh, he, you know, what I'm saying like he he really like pushed him to the ground. And you can clearly see like you know Ishbia, you know, obviously like you know, play like sells it like he's getting shoved off. And I can tell you right now, I can only imagine what Anthony Frederick was saying to Jokic. If anybody should have got thrown out, maybe it should have been him. But <laughs> You know, um, at the end of the day, I really can't necessarily, like, you know, fought Jokic for, you know, trying to get the ball back. They get that life shove. They made up. They, 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 you know, like, like let bygones so you got bygones. So, you know, you know, you can continue to play this playoff series as gentlemen. Um, I personally found the whole thing hysterical. What was even funnier is all the texts and Snapchats that I received from all my guys over at UWM. Shout out to UWM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Immediately following that, and I mean, I'm telling you, man, like them boys, they ride from that Ishbia um, into the end of Earth, and you know, like I, I can see why, man. Like them, them this, this season, this, this series, I'm a Phoenix guy, always have been a Phoenix guy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to die a Phoenix Suns fan. Um, I still got Phoenix coming out of this series. I don't care what the uh, um, series uh, uh, numbers are right now. Um, this next game, actually, uh, yeah, this next game. It's really going to tell you everything that you need to understand about Devin Booker and everything that you need to understand about Kevin Durant and if these guys can actually mesh long-term. I personally think they can, which is why I personally have them winning this, winning this series. But, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Devin Booker, um, he's been playing phenomenal. I think he has the best nine playoff game stretch, I, I, possibly even ten. Uh, I don't know the stats after last night's game um, ever. Um, Jay, your thoughts to uh, two things we can uh, get moving into. we got two more games here, two more series to get into. Um, your thoughts on Devin Booker so far in this series and how important he is to the Phoenix Suns and also the flip side, talking about another game without Chris Paul. Um, is this the reason we're down, uh, or I say we're, uh, Phoenix is down 2-3? Um, is Phoenix, does Phoenix game change any without Chris Paul? Um, does it speed up, slow down? Is, is this, is ultimately, is this killing the Phoenix Suns or are they playing better um, without Chris Paul? No, I mean, they're playing the exact same pace that he should be playing. I mean, Cameron Payne, at this point in Chris Paul's career, Cameron Payne is probably going to be the best replacement. I'm surprised they've been leaving get a whole lot of minutes last game. But Cameron Payne is playing – he's not playing phenomenal, but he's playing this role as he should. The X Factor, not named Kevin Durant in this series, really is Devin Booker. You have to understand what having a guy like Kevin Durant does for your team. Um, imagine, imagine, perfect example. You remember when Kevin Durant first joined Golden State? What was that? Twenty seventeen, somewhere around that mark. Let's rock with let's rock with twenty seventeen for this point. You know, you go Golden State was already an incredible team. Like going to sit there, just came off of a uh, um, history setting uh, record season, seventy three and uh, nine. Um, you know they. You know, do their thing, actually beat Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant ends up joining them. Boom, this team becomes unstoppable. When you have a guy who's such a pure shooter like Devin Booker, and you have a guy like Kevin Durant who's on the same court, as an opponent, you now have to pick your poison, all right? Who are we going to double? Who are we going to pay attention to? 
because either one of these guys could give us 40 at moment's notice. Considering that KD has been playing out of his mind as far as efficiency is concerned since he joined Phoenix, that's leaving Ke- uh, uh, Devin Booker wide open on shots that he would normally receive double mm-hmm. and triple coverage. So at this point, now he's just hitting the candy store, shooting, shooting lights up. I don't even call him the best player in the series. I still call Kevin Durant the best player in the like uh, the best player like uh, as far as Phoenix Suns is, is concerned. But this is a dude who's eating and benefiting and benefiting the most out of this. Um, I think that if something was to happen to Devin Booker, this series would be over. Denver would have already won this series, and they'll be waiting on the winner of the Golden State uh, LA series. I think what saves them is understanding that Kevin Durant is on the other side of that court, and if we don't pay attention to him. Then you know now we have a bigger like a uh, bigger issue on our hands. That's what's been able to hold them over with Chris Paul not even playing, because you still have two bona fide superstars who are playing excellent basketball right now. There's no problem whatsoever with what they got going on. Mario. Yeah, I kind of I kind of totally agree. You know, I, I feel like it's not over. You know, you still, you still, they Denver still has to win, and Phoenix still has to win. So obviously, it's not over. Kevin Durant, he spreads out the floor a lot, where the mid range is there, the drives are there, just because you have to keep an eye on Kevin Durant, no matter as soon as he touches the ball. But uh, it's not over. I agree with Jay. I agree. Um, Booker playing phenomenal basketball. Um, it's uh, it's always a joy to watch him play. But this series and, and well, this year's NBA playoffs has, has been um, even uh, more phenomenal to watch. Um, Chris uh, Chris Paul, the back end of his career. Um, part of me wants to, to to say this might be the best thing for the Phoenix Suns as long as they can find somebody that can kind of step up um, at his age and the injuries and everything. Um, I know there's great leadership, but he can also be great leadership coming off the bench and uh, giving him good quality time and being a leader. Um, I think we're getting to that point. Uh, if Chris Paul wants to continue and hopes to win a championship, that might be where he needs to do um, is come off the bench, and um, Phoenix needs to focus on getting a young a young player, especially if you plan on keeping Durant and you want to make a serious run um, with Booker Durant. You're, you're going to need um, pieces and let um, Chris Paul kind of be on that veteran's contract and come off the bench and kind of be the leader of the team um, and kind of show, you know, that kind of respect for him if, you know, that's what he's willing to do. I just – you're getting to a point that I don't know how much – how much – how much Chris Paul can play and how much he's really helping you um, with the constant injuries and the age and the slowing down. Um, it's just concerning to me. So uh, that's my thoughts on that. Um, we got the New York Knicks and the, um, the uh, Miami uh, the Miami Heat. Miami's up 3-2. Um, Knicks are leading at halftime, but just 50-47 to in New York. Jimmy uh, – well, well, backtrack there. Playoff Jimmy. I think that's his new official name. I've been playing lights-out basketball um, – and what he's doing and kind of singly, singly, single-handedly kind of carrying the Miami Heat. Not that there's nobody playing, but Hero out. Um, they're missing a couple other pieces as well. 
Um, he's getting some help, but Jimmy's kind of carrying this uh, entire Miami Heat team. I can't see them winning the championship as is. I eventually – Butler's going to run out. Um, eventually, you're going to come up to uh, an even better team, uh, especially either Boston or Philly, that y- you you can start affording to have double coverage and not hurting yourself. Um, and just the and even on defensively, Jimmy can only cover so many people, and there's more weapons on Philadelphia and Boston than we're looking at uh, with the New York Knicks and. Um, so I, I see the, uh, this, even if Miami wins, I, I think this is the end of it for Miami. Um, but Jimmy Butler playing lights out basketball so far this year in the playoffs. Um, Jay, your thoughts? It's Jimmy Butler. I mean, <laughs> like, hmm. this guy has this guy has continuously warned us about his potential out for almost a decade now. I mean. In Minnesota, you look how he carried that team, and then they traded him mm-hmm. to Philly and literally carried that team within a shot, one shot of making the NBA Finals. And I believe this without the shadow of my doubt. If it wasn't for Kawhi Leonard in that clutch, extort, game-winning bank three that he made in 2019, Philly would have made the NBA Finals that year. I believe it wholeheartedly. You now fast forward to a guy who took that same Miami team to a bubble with the NBA Finals appearance and now is doing the exact same thing all over again. The question isn't necessarily is Jimmy Butler, like what is Jimmy Butler like like doing this, like, you know, really like surprising us. It's what took us so long. But this man has been him since day one. And, it's almost identical to how Kawhi Leonard did things, like, even in 2019. If you remember 2019, this is when the whole old management situation, like, came to play. You know, like, you know, he took, like, time off during the regular season, and then come playoffs, Kawhi Leonard is just a whole different animal. But that's what Jimmy Butler is doing right now. Now, I do play that into the way this series is going right now, but another reason that I play New York getting spanked on the way they're getting spanked on it's just the fact that Julius Randle is just not that guy in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's just not. Oh, no. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's. The, I don't know if it's the pressure. I don't know like if it's one of those things to where it's like you know he's overpaid, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, he's just not that guy. He hasn't answered the ball. He really has not you know like like proven to me like you know he's worthy of that match contract that New York gave him, or even a bag originally when uh, uh, Julius Randle uh, signed from uh, New Orleans to New York. He's a really good regular season guy, but he's everything. If you remember all of the scrutiny they gave Giannis um, back before Giannis won a championship, when they said that Giannis was not a playoff guy, Julius Randle is starting to look like that description. He's not looking like a playoff guy. In fact, if it wasn't for Jalen Brunson in this one, New York would have been swept by now. In fact, if it wasn't for this one, I don't. if it wasn't for Jalen Brunson, I don't think New York would have made it past Cleveland, if you personally ask mm-hmm. me. So with Julius Randle being exposed and Jimmy Butler playing Jimmy Butler basketball, that's how we're carrying this team. I want y'all to listen to this starting five, and you tell me what you think. Just off of paper. And um, I'm, I'm sorry, I was just doing a little research while you were talking, uh, Jason. Who do they got? Um, Bam Adebayo at the center, Kevin Love at the five, but this is a 33, 34, 35-year-old Kevin Love. 
Jimmy Butler, Max Struss, Gabe Vincent. Max Struss, I've never heard of until this season. Gabe Vincent, never heard of until this season. With the backup being Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson because Tyler Hero was not playing. And they're exposing a squad of Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Josh Hart, Julius Randle, and Mitch Robinson, all healthy, all efficient. You 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 see where there's a where there's some scrutiny mm-hmm. being had around with this one. <laughs> like there's no way that no Miami, no Miami Heat squad that understaffed should be beating the life out of a team like this, assuming that Julius Randle was a, a, a go-to scorer. He's not your second go-to scorer. Sometimes it doesn't even look like your third. So when you got a guy like Jalen Brunson literally putting the team on his back, I mean, what you expect? And I hope New York fans don't give him and don't give Jalen Brunson. I hope they treat that man well because he's carrying this team right now for what it's worth. I think the series is over after today, though. I think this is the end of it. Miami wins. We go ahead and call it. They take on whoever wins, Boston and uh, and Philly. Mario. Yeah, I, I, I totally I, I agree. I agree somewhat with uh, with Jay saying it's, it, it really does. Is uh, Randall? I think he is overrated. You know that is the question. You know, especially during playoffs. You know he he came he came close to playing all eighty two games this year, but once the playoffs came, kind of folded. You know his last couple games against Miami, he's twenty ten and twenty five with a with a bad field goal percentage. It's just Jalen Brunson, Randall, but with Miami it comes down with coaching. You know what I mean? That's why I think Spolster is, is gets his gets his name. You know, with all the undrafted players from Miami, all the older players from Miami, he really does know how to. How to how to work, how to work them, and how to work the system, as far as teaching and uh, drawing up some good plays. But uh, I think the series is over. I think I think the champions that come out the East will be either Boston or Philly. From from what I saw last from what I saw last night, Philadelphia definitely has a good chance of uh, upsetting Boston and, and doing something in the finals because I think no matter who wins the New York and Miami series won't beat won't beat Philadelphia or Boston. Ooh. Um we and we got the other series. We got the Philadelphia Boston series. Um one Embiid winning the M V P this year, I think rightfully deserved. Uh, I'm gonna get both your thoughts on that. Um I, I think uh Boston at this point should be up. Um I, I think that I, I and I want to get you guys' thoughts. We're going to get this real quick because we got one more topic to get into before we get wrapped up. Um, I, I I'm not going to be critical on the non timeout. There was plenty of time. I mm. think the players, especially Jason Tatum, should have sped up a little bit more. Um, they had the perfect play. If they that, they would have gave Marcus Smart, they got, they got the play they wanted. If Marcus Smart would have got that ball in a second earlier, we they wouldn't even be questioning. Um, but because they took their time coming up to court and made one too many passes to get Marcus Smart, Smart the ball, the open man the ball, um, 
It looks like he fumbled it, did not call the timeout. Jason Tatum should have took the shot early on. It was only down by one. He could have took the shot while he was inside, um, just outside the paint, and possibly took the lead then. Um, I don't necessarily think that was a bad play. Because, um, like I said, second earlier, or if they would have got Marcus Smart the ball a second earlier, with, the whole conversation would be completely different. Um, so, because of that, we're, we're looking at Philadelphia uh, – in the position they are, um, I, I think this goes seven games. I don't know who's going to come out on top. I think this is going to be back and forth one. Um, I, I personally want to see Boston Bus because also I'm not a big James Harden fan. Um, I, I don't know why. I've just never been. Uh, Jay, your thoughts on this series? I'll keep it uh, real uh, short. Um, first of all, I am a James Harden fan, Jason. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> this man is hot right now. He's doing his thing. And honestly, if you ask me, even though Embiid won the MVP, I still think that James Harden is the go-to guy in Philly right now. He's the guy who's been putting the team on his back. He's been the guy who's been making those go-to shots. Um, I do not think – I personally would have called a timeout if I uh, was Joe um, up in Boston. Um, and that's just 2K rules, man. I play a lot of 2K, so I know when it comes down to crunch time, stuff like that, I don't want to get sold. I want to try to make <laughs> sure I got my entire <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I got my entire offense ready to rock. I know who I'm passing it to. I love the shot. I love Marcus Smart stepping up and taking that shot. And, yeah, had he would have been a half a second uh, uh, um, earlier, you know, that would have been a game winner. And we'd be talking about we wouldn't even be having this conversation. However, yep. you can't you can't deny grit, man. And when you start talking about Philly, you could tell they're hungry. They want it. Everybody has a trip on their shoulder. And B has a chip on his shoulder right now. James Harden has a chip on his shoulder right now. Tyrese Maxey has a chip on his shoulder. Doc Rivers has a chip on his shoulder. And that's what it boils down to is who's going to want it more. And it's a very corny thing to say, but in the game of basketball, when you start talking playoffs, that actually means something. And right now, Philly is looking like that team that wants it more. Um, Mario. So, yeah, just to keep it quick, uh yeah, I, I agree I agree with Jay. But uh I I think I think it could've it could the Boston could be up right now. You know what I mean? I feel like they will call timeouts and play with the clock a little bit better, you know what I mean? Went a little faster, then then you got the turnover. I believe it was in game three when Boston was up, you know, with the giveaway pass to Maxi. You know, so it it definitely could have been it definitely could have been uh Reverse, but as far as Philadelphia, I would uh, James Harden is definitely carrying. I wouldn't say carrying, but I, I, I would say, you know, has the lead on his team. You know what he's done in game five and four, especially game one. But I, I think it, it does come down to what Maxi, what Maxi does. Also, you know what I mean? With his last game, he had thirty. First game, he had twenty-six, and the games in between, he had fourteen and thirteen. So you can tell. You can tell he needs a shot. So, like they said, everybody in Philadelphia got a chip on their shoulder. You know, with Boston, with Boston, they're still the unknown. Or uh, Brown and Tatum still happy is the coach. Did they hire the coach just because you know he was on the bench last year and just to feel like you know is is he really the coach? Is he really the guy? Is Brown gonna leave and stay? Does he does he like working with Tatum? So it, it's 
it's up in the air. Like I said, they could be in. They could be winning the series right now, or they could be gone by tomorrow. So. All right, one last thing we're getting into, and I'm going to more just point it to Jay's direction. Um, he did a little bit of homework on um, and, and knows a little bit more about this. Um, Bronny playing, is going to be playing the USC, $5.9 million NIL deal. Um, it was for basically $6 million a year. I would just go ahead and make a four-year career out of college and enjoy my college life. I know he can make more money in the NBA. Um, I, I guess we'll find out how bad he really wants to play with dad um, versus living his life and enjoying the college life. Me personally, it's less, especially, and Jay's going to go into a little bit of detail um, of who he's going to be playing with, but knowing, depending on how long they're going to stay, I would probably enjoy it to make the most of it. It's not going to be as much pressure. Um, Jay, let's get into some of the details of Bronny and who he's going to be playing with out there at USC. Yeah, man, so really happy to actually see, like, Bronny, um, actually, uh, first off, uh, like, you know, staying, like, in California, I'm not necessarily a USC Trojans fan or anything like that, um, even though I am a Russell Wrestler fan, I'm a Kevin Love guy, so, you know, that's all that, but the one thing that I'm really enjoying him being able to play with is the number one overall uh, recruit, and I believe that's Isaiah Collier, um, don't know a whole lot about this guy, Okay. But based off of the highlights that I've seen, gives me very much um, kind of those uh, Scoop Henderson vibes. Very explosive guard, um, 6'3". I think he's about, you know, 170 to about like 190, 200 pounds. So he got a little bit of muscle on him. So you have a guy who can facilitate the ball and still should be able to play some pretty good defense on the defensive end. That does leave Brian allowed to come off those screens, come off a of pick and roll. He does an excellent job off the ball. Um, and then you pair him with um, whoever, uh, I forgot Dennis Rodman's uh, son name, you pair him with those three guys. They now have a three-star yes. core in USC. Now, one thing that I did talk to you about um, a little bit earlier today, nobody is suspecting anything out of USC. I don't care if USC no. like, like, like end up getting LeBron James himself. Nobody's necessarily expecting too much out of USC. So this is a win-win scenario for Brian. Here's why. Yes. The ultimate goal is to make it to the NBA before his dad retires. That's the ultimate goal, right? So I know, like, mm-hmm. you know, with that NIL deal, like, you know, he's going to make money. And I even agree with you. Like, I would love to stay in college for four years and make $5 million a year. However, you know <laughs> and I know he's one and done. This is one and done, all right? As soon as he's eligible for the league, he's going to the league so he can get that one year in with his dad. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody wins. But what this does do is raise Brownie's draft stock significantly because, once again, nobody's expecting anything out of USC. So if USC has a bomb season, they don't make the, uh, the dance, any reason, it's not, it's not Brownie's fault. USC wasn't supposed to do anything. If they do, Brownie's going to look like a goat. He's going to look like a baby goat. Mm-hmm. He's going to look like his like last name should be James. And it's not even, even going to be on him. That falls on Isaiah Collier. He's the number one overall recruit. Bronny's just riding, uh, riding the train, but Bronny has some name value. It's kind of weird how that works in, uh, in, in basketball, like college basketball going to the NBA, but that's just the truth. So, I mean, I think it's a perfect fit for him. I think it was a wise decision. I think he's going to do some really good things. All right, we ran longer than we thought. We didn't get all the topics. We did want to get into the NBA lottery. We will hold that for another night that we get Jay back. I do agree, Juan, there's no pressure on Bronny. He's not even the number one recruit to um, 
USC is not expected to do anything now if he had went to UNC or Duke. Um, I think the expectations would have been differently. So not only do you go to a college that's not really expected to do anything, you're not even expected to be the best player on the team. And then obviously if Rodman's kid plays up to Rodman's um, um, Rodman's name, then you, you got three great players on there and you you have the possibility of making a, a, a really good run in the one and done if that's what ends up happening. Um, Jay, I um, want to thank you for uh, coming back on. Uh, hopefully we get you again. Of course, we got a lot of things to talk about. we got more rounds in the NBA uh, playoffs and the finals and the lottery. Um, so I uh, want to thank you. And Mario, got to thank you, as always, joining me, um, being, uh, being my right hand in the uh, Carolina Sports Plus studio. Um, before we get out of here, one, hey, make sure you guys go out or go over and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Um, follow us on Twitter, um, the 110 Nation. Go to www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com. It has the shows, it has the blogs, it has the videos, uh, marketing partner schedules, all that stuff. Mario, let them know where they can find Carolina Sports Plus physically, website, Facebook, when we get out of here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. First off, I want to shout out to uh, Angel Munoz and uh, Tony Tony and Burgess Boxing out of Spring Lake. He's uh, he's Carolina Sports Plus sponsored boxer. His next fight is May 20th in Charlotte. You can catch us you can catch us in store at 1318 Highway 401 Business in Rayford. You can catch us online at carolinasportsplus.com. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Carolina Sports Plus. We got a lot of good things going on, so please give us a like and follow. And I'll uh, see you next Wednesday. Yes, sir. Y'all have a great night. Go right now. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.